is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Comic Book Layer Podcast. I'm Kyle. And I'm Ray. And we've got a B.O.Dub show for you guys today. We're going to be diving into Coda by Simon Spurrier. And uh, I think you got I think you got this artist's name down, man. Why don't you give it a give it hey. a whirl for us? Oh, yeah. Anytime. This is uh, Matthias Bergara. Yeah, there it is. Dude, you've gotten like you're a champ at names now, dude. You're making me look bad. Dude, I've been studying. I had to, um, you know, do this a couple times to get it down, but um, I didn't want to, um, you know, he's an Eisner Eisner winner. Yeah, he is. So I is that actually right. him? Is he the pencil inker? Yeah, he probably is, huh? I think so. I don't do. I can't wait to to dive into that, man. Uh, I was looking forward to it for a long time, so I'm excited to hear what you thought about it. Yeah. Uh, but before we get into that, dude, let's uh. Let's catch up with our comic book dad. How you doing, buddy? Dude, I had a tough week this week, man. It was um, incredibly hot this week. Not only that, the humidity level was ridiculously high here. Um, we did have a couple gnarly storms, which was pretty cool. Um, like rain Sunday, and thunder and stuff? Yeah, dude. Like Sunday night, we had a gnarly, gnarly monsoon. Um, took out a bunch. I know somebody at my work had their power out for like a day and a half. They had to like oh hook gosh. a generator up to like keep their fridge on. Felt really bad. Um, the only thing that sucks when we get these gnarly storms is the building I work in. Like the, I don't know, the foundation is terrible and um, there's like some leaks in the roof. Literally came into like um, a lake inside my building. And so like the first hour of work was literally just pushing water out of the building with a squeegee. Are you kidding me? No, I'm dead serious. <laughs> Dude, that's wild, bro. So, um, but yeah, man, it was just really, really hot. And it kicked my butt being out in it. Um, but yeah, how was your week? Dude, I had a pretty good week. I'm not going to lie to you, though. I didn't get into a, like a ton of reading because I kind of dove head first into like different ways to record the show this week, dude. I know. Uh, you were going all out with that. I know, because Squadcast updated and just shot in a bunch of problems that made our episodes crazy. So um, I tried to fit it in where I could, but I, I kind of dove deep into the uh, making sure the show is good area. Well, I appreciate you, man. And I'm sure <laughs> listeners appreciate the good sound and quality. <laughs> <laughs> they better. Um, but no, so since it was really hot though, I did get some reading in. I, um, I was able to start Paper Girls. I read volume one. Dude, nice. Yeah. Cause I know, I think the show starts, I think the 27th, I think it is. So next, next Friday, I think I want to say. Is it the 27th or the 28th? I don't know. I thought the 28th. It, I thought I read the 27th. I could be wrong. Maybe it's 28th. Yeah. I don't know. Cause that's a Thursday. That's Thursday for Friday. Yeah. You're probably right. Yeah. Uh, dude, I can't wait, man. I'm so stoked you got into it. What'd you think, I, dude? I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. And um, I I don't know. I liked the characters. I thought they were really cool. And um, the premise, the story, everything I, I really enjoyed. And so um, I think it's going to be good. Yeah, dude. Do you think it's going to make a, a good show? I think it's going to be a solid show. I hope so. I mean... Because when was Stranger Things filmed, like that time period? Is it like the same time period, like the 80s? Is it the 80s? I don't know. That's I can't remember when question. Stranger Things was filmed. To me, it has like an earlier vibe. Is it earlier maybe. than like 70s? 70s yeah. for Stranger Things? You should look into it. I will. I'm going to look into this. <laughs> no, but I hope, you know, I hope something to my kid. I think my, my older 
kids would like it. So I think if it, um, hopefully it's um, appropriate enough for them, which reading through the comic, I didn't think it was that inappropriate. Yeah. So we'll see how they how they do the show, but it'd be cool since both my girls are, uh, my older kids are into... Um, 83. For Stranger Things? Yep. Yeah, so same time period. So I think I think my kids, as long as it's, you know appropriate for their age level i think it'll be cool to watch together so because they're super into stranger things right now so i'm looking forward to it i'm stoked for next week though yeah dude i'm glad you got to read it man uh is it, that's your first brian k vaughn yeah dude right on and I, yeah i really enjoyed it i'm gonna hopefully pick up volume two and three soon uh, i don't know how much they'll cover in the first season usually it's like i doubt it's gonna be more than the first trade yeah, so um, at least I got, you know, I, I kind of know what's going on. and um, But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was uh, definitely a good read. I, I did that over the weekend, so, yeah, it was great. What do you think of Cliff Chang's art? I'm probably not saying his name correctly 100%, but uh, what do you I think of it? Um, I loved it. I thought it was, it was yeah. yeah, the coloring was rad. Like, I liked everything about it. He, he captured, like, that time period really well. Like, it was cool. Dude, he's doing uh, the DC Black Label Catwoman Lonely City right now, but it's like a solo thing. He's doing a um, he's doing the writing and the art in it, you know. Yeah, and I yeah. freaking love it, man. So, uh, are those those oversized issues? Are pretty big. Yeah, yeah. The Black Label ones are yeah, huge. They're cool. But he seems like a. I love I love the art in, in Catwoman and in Paper Girls. They're both really solid. Yeah. So, but what else do you do, man? What else do you get into? Um, dude, let's talk about one I know you got into as well, uh Slumber Five, man. Dude. Such a good issue, bro. This was my I think my favorite issue of all of them so far, and it was just solid. I loved dude. it. I mean, I didn't even really know we were going to get Valkyra's kind of like story in this issue. I couldn't remember how four ended. So it was like a surprise to me when I started jumping in. And dude, what a wild ride. I loved it. Yeah. So Valkyra is in the dream world, right? And she wants out. Yeah. And so basically Stetson is like her her arch enemy because Stetson goes into the dream world and kills her people. She says, you know, so now she wants to come out and do the same thing. I loved her whole thing where she was telling, what's the main character's name? Stetson. Stetson. That they're the same, that they're doing the same thing. Like Stetson goes into her world and kills people. Like, yeah, if she comes into the real world and kills people, like what's ultimately the difference between the two of them? Yeah. And she's telling Stetson, like, look, you say you're doing this for this reason or that reason, but we both know you enjoy it. Yep, yep. Pretty and crazy. part of you think, like, some of the stuff Stetson does, I mean, I think he, Valkyrie is right on the money. Yeah, because you could tell even she's, like, uh, Stetson has to, like, pause and... You know, when you protest too much, you're like, there's some truth into this. Even you know it. Yeah, and I think, I, I'm sure at first, like, Stetson's, like, whole... um reasoning behind going in there was for her daughter you know but i think she's been doing it for so long now she has that like gets enjoyment out of it you know yeah yeah but almost like um, she lost a little lost sight of what her end goal was along the way and it just kind of enjoys the whole thing yep dude the artwork is still some of my favorite it fits yeah. this story so well 
Yep, I agree. I loved it. I thought I thought everything was cool in this issue. The ending, the last couple panels, man, um, get you because I don't know what she's gonna do. I know, and everything that Stetson knows, and and like she has to know. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. But I mean, imagine how hard that is. She even is like, I could smell her. Every like, dude, that's got to be rough. Yeah, but I mean, look at the shadow. Yeah, I know, creepy. So crazy. But I, I actually love it. love that about uh, Valkyra, like how even when she takes over a body, like she can't hide her shadow. Yeah. That's a pretty cool little feature. That is pretty neat. Yeah, and they mentioned that too earlier in the uh, in this issue because they walk into that um, I don't know like big almost like hotel lobby and they're everybody looks exactly the same like they have the same face and she, they're like man how are we gonna find her and she's like dude, oh whatever they're in that one look dude's, at the shadow they're in that one dude's dream sorry to step on you there no yeah and it's so wild that everybody in his dream is just a, <laughs> is just him <laughs> dude his dream is weird dude for sure but sorry you were saying yeah so she was there yeah cuz and and like you said everybody looks like him and so the um Finch the guy that goes in with her the cop he's like man how are we going to even find out who Valkyrie is cuz they all look the same and she's like oh that's easy you just got to look at the shadow and that's when they spot her sitting down and you, her shadow is just creepy man so nuts but seriously really quick on the panel when they first walk into the hotel lobby and everyone looks like that dude i can't remember the dude's name uh, is he they're in that cop's dream no this is um so the the dude that works for her when she goes into the dream world it's usually her and that um other creepy dude i can't her sidekick i can't remember his name the one that's like a, he like eats people body oh. parts remember well yeah. he's the one who's like on the outside looking at the computer stuff to keep her inside the dream but i can't remember his name but dude, really quick, uh, some wild things on this panel. First of all, the dog that has his head. <laughs> and the cow in the background. And the cow in the background. Someone's riding the cow. Yeah. So funny, dude. And again, like, I loved it where she's like, they're going to put on disguises to walk in there. And the dude's like, seriously, disguises again? Because yeah, <laughs> remember that last gonna... issue? <laughs> yeah, he had to wear his own body. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Yeah. But man, I mean, so obviously I think if the next issue is finishes off the story, it's going to just kind of be whether or not Stetson can, can pull through with what's confronting her at the end of this issue. And I, I guess I'm just curious, do you think she's going to, or? I don't know, because not only does she have the issue inside this dream world, the, um, her partner who usually goes in with, her to these dreams is on the outside. He's kind of watching over everything while they're in the dreamland. And um a bunch of cops are about to break down the door. And he's like, yeah. you know, we have company out here. And obviously they can't interfere interfere with what's going on. So he was like, you know, I got it. So there's that also because her apartment building is like surrounded with cops. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's going to be crazy. But he's like standing there and he's like, you know, it looks like I'm getting a snack after all. And he's holding this sword. So he's a, who knows what he's going to do. That's going to be crazy. 
What does that even mean? I didn't understand what he meant when he said, looks like I'm getting a snack. Because remember, I can't remember what issue it is. He's like eating some dude's body part. He's, he's, uh, he's, I don't know how he came out of the dream world, but he's a character from the dream world. Oh, so he's probably going to eat these cops. That come yeah, up. he's going to do something. He's, he's crazy. Oh my goodness. And so it'll be, um, interesting to see what happens there. And then with Stetson, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen because, oof. but dude, I'm so glad we, we got into this one on the ground floor cause it's been so much fun. Like every issue has been so much fun. Uh, I'm really enjoying this. Yeah. It's been a, a fun ride so far and I'm kind of sad to see it in, but, um, I don't know. All good things have to come to an end, I guess. And I just hope uh, it's a good one. How dare you, sir? (laughs) (laughs) But no, it's been a great little series, dude. Six issues. It's been, it's been rad. I loved it. Yeah, man. I hope that, uh, when this one ends, it's such a fun world that they've built. I hope they figure a way to, to get us back in there. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's all kinds of cool stuff they could do with it. I'm sure. It's definitely been fun, so I can't wait for the sixth one to drop and um, finish it up. But um, I also got an 8 Billion Genies uh, issue number three. I know you didn't get a chance to read it this week, so I I won't really dive into it too much because I don't want to give you any any spoilers. There's a lot that goes down in this one. Like issue one and two, you know, kind of builds the story and lets you know what's going on. And this one has a ton going on in it. Um, But it was good. I, I really liked it. So I can't wait to chat about it with you. Does it open it up a little bit, or are we still kind of focused in on the book? Oh, no, it opens it up for sure. Really? Yeah, you learn a lot. Um, that uh, one dude who, in issue two, who wished to be like um, basically something that he could survive what was going on, you see him as he journeys out to go find that other bar that him and his wife were supposed to go to, and they ended up at the Lampwick instead. Or the, I think it's the Lampwick, isn't it? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah Lampwick. But, um, yeah, dude, it was cool. I can't wait to read it, dude. I feel like such a huge disappointment that I didn't read it. (laughs) I know. I was bummed you didn't read it so we could chat about it. I know. I'm a failure. I will make sure I read it for our next, uh, next episode's hanging though, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But what'd you get into, man? Dude, I got to, uh, I got to spend a little time. Like my favorite read of the week, uh, was a book called better place. Mm. And I wish I had it in front of me, but I have given my copy away because I'm such a fan of this book and I've ordered another one, but, um, dude, what a freaking awesome book, dude. I'm and not going to say too much because I want to do a BO dub on it with you soon. Yeah. Uh, but and this was God. one we kind of seen from uh, one of our, our listeners, right? Yeah. Uh, some dude on Instagram, not just some dude, but um, did post really good reviews. Uh, it's just Dino. And uh, you know what made me pick it up is uh, in his like re- reasons you might like it. I love what he does. Yeah, he does. I, it's great. His posts are Because I love reasons why you why you want to read it, read it. And then he like another page and it's reasons why you might not want to read it. And I'm like, man, what a cool idea. Yeah. Uh, But one of the reasons he said that you might want to is that there was a special appearance by some Jeff Lemire art. And so I was like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So I picked it up mainly just because I was like, well, I got to have the Jeff Lemire stuff. And, uh, 
dude, the story just wound up being phenomenal. Like, I don't know. I really loved it, bro. I can't wait for you to read it. I, I have a cop. So now I have a loaner copy and a copy I'll keep at home. But uh, I'm going to be loaning it out to people. It's just one of those books. Yeah. Well, from what you told me, the little bit that you told me about the story and um, just the art and everything, I'm interested. Um, I put it on, I found it on in stock trades. They had it in stock. So I oh, put it in my wish list. Yeah. I put it in my wish list. So I'm going to be picking it up so we can chat about it. Yeah, dude. The please, premise please. sounds rad. And it's, it's um, just the storyline and what you were telling me. I, I, I'm looking forward to reading that one for sure. Yeah. Dude, my favorite character in the whole story, though. So obviously, you know, the premise, like his grandpa and him are kind of superhero sidekick and they love to play make believe and pretend. And dude, grandpa just seems like a fun dude. And, uh, you know, something happens to grandpa. And so he's on a trip, you know, on a mission, uh, a quest (laughs) uh, to find grandpa. And so he goes to this old folks home at one point. And there's this older guy there who has probably some sort of form of dementia of some kind. And uh, he thinks that he's his grandson. And uh, he just ends up being the most sweetheart of a character and like protecting the little kid and oh, uh, right on. helping him on his journey. And then later on, he's tra- he's being interrogated and he will not give up any information up on the kid. Like he's not telling anybody. Yeah, anything. yeah, yeah. That's rad. It's so cool, dude. I loved it, man. Well, good. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, we, I posted it on Instagram and the, uh, author actually commented saying that he'd do an interview. So if we ever get the courage, I think that'd be a, just, dude. I'd I'd, love to chat with him. I did see that. That would be nuts, man. I would be stoked. I, I, I would, I wouldn't know what to say to the guy. But I wouldn't know what to say either, dude. That's what holds me back. I've never done an interview interview before. <laughs> and I felt like messaging him right away and being like, dude, I would freaking love you to be on a show. But just so you know, man, we've never done an interview before. <laughs> just and be like, like listen, you- <laughs> this is going to be amateur hour maybe. And it <laughs> yeah. uh, might be a little weird, but we'll get through it. We're just going to be fanboying for like an hour over your book. Is that something you're cool with or not cool with? Like, yeah. Let us know up front. Yeah, no, that would be definitely cool, though. We, I would be stoked. Yeah, so, I mean. So then now I, I need to read it for sure. I know. Well, dude. Yeah, it's so good, man. And then the artist shared our post, man. So that was Very fun. Cool. It was a fun couple of days. Yeah, that is awesome. Actually, what another a- thing that was really cool, uh, speaking of like, uh, just fun community stuff for the comic book. Community, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was in our discord. I threw out a question and tagged Frank from coffee and a comic. Cause I thought he might know it. And he hopped in there and answered the question straight away. And, uh, I just, that just kind of like made my day, dude. I was like, how cool is this? Like just to that's, have, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah. That's funny. Cause I was just about the same thing. Say the same thing that just the community is just so cool, man. Like, Every time, you know, I turn around or I look somewhere like you always just get these cool interactions with people. And it, it's just it's it's cool, man, to see all the friendly folks out there. Yeah, dude, I loved it, man. So it was that was a cool week. The interaction with you know, Dwayne Murray is the writer. I, Sean Daly, I think, is the artist. I could be wrong because I don't have the book in front of me, but um Super cool to have some interaction with them. And then shout out to Frank, Coffee and a Comic, for being a good dude and not being upset that I randomly tagged him in a post asking him <laughs> to answer someone else's question. Help, help. 
But uh, yeah, hop into our Discord. There's cool conversation going on over there and friendly people who are willing to answer uh, your questions you may not feel like asking anywhere else. Yeah, for sure. But that was my favorite read of the week, dude. Better place. Go pick it up. 100% go pick it up. Support these guys. Uh, I haven't seen it anywhere, man. Like, I never would have even known about it. So thanks to Dino. And yeah, go pick it up. Uh, I guess Dino messaged me and said uh, that Dwayne Murray told him that they're they're shopping it. Or they've got some interest to make it a movie. Oh, dude, that'd be cool, too. It would be fantastic as a movie. That'd be a tearjerker. Dude, I almost, I got a little misty, like, I think three times while reading the book, dude. When I sat it down, it was a little like, uh, like May's book. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. when we talk, like how it just sat with you. Like, I've been thinking about Better Place all week. Yeah. And And uh, there was just. The raddest reads, too, man, when they make you think about that. And there was just some stuff in there about, that had some special importance for me as a dad. And just the reminder of the nature of kids and the importance of uh you know playing with them and like there was just some stuff about the grandpa giving the mom a little hard time like what do you want him to do because she doesn't want him to pretend to be superheroes with grandpa anymore because they kind of got a little in trouble which is hilarious (laughs) it sounds like me and my son (laughs) and uh mom's like you can't be doing this anymore and grandpa's like what would you rather him do sit inside and you know melt his mind watching tv or playing video games or something like that and uh it's just cool, and it made me think a little bit about you know making sure I nurture some of that stuff with my kids. And dude, you know what's funny is my son and I we he wants to play pretend all the time. Like we're superheroes, or nin- right now it's like Ninja Turtles. He's always Roth. Does he, he still wants- have his dad waggers? Dude, he has dad waggers. He's always Roth, and he wants me to be Leo. And right now we he's like, let's train, and we'll like just sword fight for like twenty minutes, bro. <laughs> But it's funny, he, he can't say pretend that good. Well, I don't know why. He calls it pretember. He wanna it's like pretend and remember together. You wanna yeah. pretember? And I'm like, <laughs> sure, dude, that's pretember. <laughs> that's so awesome. But uh, yeah, it's so funny. But right now that's all we do, dude, is pretember that we're sword fighting and uh it's hilarious. I'm surprised he doesn't want you to be like Master Splinter where you're like taking him through training or something. No. Well, beforehand he always wanted me to be a villain, right? And he wanted to be, you know, conquer me and just destroy me, but now he wants me to be uh friendly, he says. And so I'm friendly Leo and we just train to do tricks and he'll like teach me these two like cool tricks and he'll like do these rolls around <laughs> around the house yeah. and I'm like dude I can't roll man I'm gonna break something if I roll <laughs> like that but I'll sword fight with you that's but, awesome dude I love stuff like that yeah dude super fun but um yeah that was my favorite read man I, I got into um I got to read there's something wrong with Patrick Todd as well by Aftershock uh and this was cool, man. I'm definitely going to be keeping up with this. This is wild premise with a wild ending, dude. Yeah. Uh, so bef- before we get into Coda, tell me the premise on that one. Because I it, that was issue one and it came out last week, right? Yeah. So there's this dude. His name is Patrick. And it seems like he has the ability to like control people's minds when he wants to. And uh, he's, it seems like he's kind of con- taking control of people's minds, having them rob a bank. Mm. And then he's getting the money. And those guys are the ones that get caught and end up getting in trouble, you know? Yeah. And uh, anyway, dude, like some stuff kind of hits the fan uh, with the cops. But dude, and something's happening to the people that he's taking mind control of. Like this dude just straight up like, so he's the one who robbed the bank, but he ends up getting like 
I don't know. He just dies or what? Yeah, he just dies on the table. So something's happening to him, which is super curious. Like, what the heck's going on with yeah. people? And, uh, dude, at the very end, though, it seems like somebody's after him. And, dude, look at this guy. He calls himself Zeus. Uh, but look what's in his bag. It's just a bag full of heads. Oh. And this guy's, like, coming for Patrick Todd, bro. And he's look- he looks like he's wearing some type of helmet so Patrick Todd can't get it in his mind. Oh, my gosh, dude. Why are you so much smarter than this? <laughs> That is probably why he's wearing that, man. So he must know what's going on with Patrick. So he's not the first one to be able to do that, it seems like. Yeah. So he's got, you know, he's like sitting there. He's got all these like, you know, he's trying to make connections. And he's like, you know, he's he's going for Patrick. Hmm. So. Very cool. I'm going to have to check that one out because I did see it last week, but I ended up passing on it. But that sounds cool. Yeah. Mind control is a crazy thing, man. Yeah, it is. So, but this was super fun. I'll definitely be keeping up with that. So, yeah, man, that's that's kind of my week in reading outside of Coda. Nice, dude. But, um, oh, dude, you know what I did get to do? Uh, I got to go see Thor. Oh, yeah, you were fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wish I saw. No. I haven't got to see it yet. I've heard mixed things on it. Yeah, man. Uh, not that- I heard it's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, like, don't go see it in the theater is what I would say. Yeah. Like, just wait for it to come out on Disney+. I'm sure it'll be on Disney Plus quick. Dude, first of all, another exciting thing. Deadpool's now on Disney+. I know. I've seen that. Yeah. So that's exciting. But uh, yeah, dude. I mean, first of all, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say I'm going to get my negative out of the way. So uh, then I can talk about the things I liked about it. I did not like Russell Crowe's character. He played Zeus. I heard he was good. Dude, he's terrible. Is he? Somebody oh told gosh. me they loved him, but I can't. I think it was maybe somebody at work. I freaking hated it. I couldn't huh. stand it. Every time he started talking, I was like, "Get out of here, please, <laughs> get out of here." Um, I was. I heard Christian Bale was pretty rad. Okay, Christian Bale, dude, freaking ten. Yeah, out of ten. Like I give him turn that thing up to eleven, bro. Like he he freaking nailed it. They didn't give him enough screen time. They need to make a movie just for him playing that character. Yeah, name. that's what I heard. I heard he was really good. The God Butcher. Dude, he was so good, man. Um, but I thought that the movie was just too all over the place. Didn't get to spend enough time in, in some of the things that were kind of going on. And uh, I never really got emotionally invested. I think Chris Hemsworth, he plays Thor, right? Yeah. yeah. And he's so good, dude. And that dude is just jacked, man. He's like, ripped. He is, he is so jacked, dude. It's crazy. I think he's coming out with a movie where he's playing Hulk Hogan. Really? I think so. I I, I don't know um, when, but I I read something that he was training to get bigger because he's playing, um, like, I don't know if it's like a Hulk Hogan story or what, but. Mm. But, so I liked, I liked some of the characters. Um, I didn't really love Natalie Portman. I just felt like she couldn't deliver the jokes that well. Yeah, the little one-liners. Yeah, she just, uh, they kind of felt strange to me. Um, like, I don't know if it's just because I'm not used to seeing her play that type of character or what, but it just, it didn't land so well for me. Uh, I loved her character though. I, you know, playing Thor, the mighty Thor, uh, I liked that whole thing, but just when she was trying to be funny, it didn't really land for me. Yeah. A lot of people that I, I talked to said it was almost like too much of a, like a slapstick comedy and not enough, like, 
I guess if you're an ultimate like old school Thor fan, you'd be pretty disappointed in what he's become. I couldn't even if you're an old school Thor fan and you watch this movie, I don't know how you think it's a Thor movie. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Outside the fact yeah. that they call him Thor. Like it just Yeah. All right. But well, um I definitely want to watch it, but um yeah. since it's been a couple weeks now, I probably will just wait till it hits Disney Plus and check it out. That's what I would do, man. Well, dude, what do you say we jump into Coda, man? Yeah, let's get into the B.O.W. We got uh, Coda from uh, Boom Studios. Um, I think we mentioned this already, but it's by Simon Spurrier and Matthias Bergara. And uh, this is volume one. And um, you want to um, give a little overview of the book? or I'm going to give something of an overview. And I'm going to tell you my favorite thing of, of this story. And it's probably going to be a little giveaway of how I felt for the story. <laughs> Okay, tell me about it. My favorite thing is Boom Studios does such an amazing job making these trades. Oh, yeah. It's, dude. So they're sewn bindings in a trade paperback. So it opens up flat. The pages aren't going to fall out because they're sewn. And, uh, dude, kudos to Boom. I wish everybody cared about the production quality of their books. Like, Dude, real quick, since we're speaking about quality, remember when we were going through uh, We Live, the first trade? Dude, I mean, I really love that story, and I, I read through it a lot, but I didn't expect my pages to fall out. Yep. Like, like in the first week of owning the Yeah, thing. it was terrible. That's so crazy, man. Anyways, back to this. Um, yeah, you want to try to give a little overview and I can jump in or we can do it together? How do you want to do this? Yeah. Hang There's on. There's a lot one. going on in this story. Yeah. And the first issue is like 40 pages, it bro. Was it's huge. crazy. I kept expecting it. Like, okay, the next page has got to be the end of the issue because I, I, you know, and it just kept going. I know. Uh, yeah. So this uh, this one's, a, if we follow this dude, I think his name's Hum. <laughs> you know, I'm not 100% certain that's his real name, but let's just go with Hum, because that's all we get from him. Yeah. And so it kind of seems like we're in this world um, where it used to be filled with magic, right? Yeah. And something called the Quench came, and it seems like it was some sort of plague or something that wiped out all of the magic in the world. And so Hum kind of finds him finds himself in this world where it's totally different than he used to be. Uh, you know, magic's gone. And so there's factions that have started up of these groups. You're looking at me like, yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, yeah, I'm just jamming with you, man. I like it so far. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he is on a mission, at least as what you know early on, is he is on a mission to find his wife, yep. who he has claimed has been taken captive by... Um, smugglers of some kind yeah, is that what bandits, they were called some, some bandits i can't remember the exact name of the group but yeah and so we kind of follow him on his mission here early on uh to find his lost wife who he has promised to to find and one of the cool things is is that he's writing her letters uh and the narration kind of picks that up for us and so that's how you find out a lot about what's going on is through him writing letters to to his wife yeah. Anything else to add, man, you think? As yeah, a, as I would a brief just say this I think is, there's probably some. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a... So it's a fantasy story, but it's like a fantasy post-apocalyptic story, I guess I would say. Almost like yeah. a like a Mad Max and like a fantasy world kind of thing. It's like Lord of the Rings meets Mad Max. Kind, yeah, that's kind of exactly what I thought of it, um, for sure. Um, 
what'd you think, man? I mean, first of all, when I first started getting into this, dude, the first issue is like 40 pages. Just like throws you into so much information. But at the same time, I felt like it didn't do a good enough job explaining everything. Like at the end of the first issue, I was a little like, wait, so what is going on? What the heck is the quench? Yeah. Uh, I I mean, we still don't know exactly what the quench is. I wish we kind of got a little bit more. I mean, it would be cool to know what happened to wipe out all the magic. You know what I mean? So I thought that was kind of weird. I don't know if later in another volume we will. But um, I was kind of bummed that when I finish this up, you're still like, dude, I want to know what the quench is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, I will say I did hear that I think the part that I liked the least was the part that explained what the quench was. And I didn't read it too well. The It was at the, like, the and and issue it's like four. The be- the, yeah. So, like, the beginning of issue four. I where it's it like had to do with some type of pretty much like a big huge battle between good versus evil and evil one. Yeah. And um I watched this video um and I'm probably going to butcher this whole thing and I could be way off but um so if anybody's listening and you want to correct me please feel free to jump over on our Discord and let me know. But Simon Spurrier when he wrote this, right? <clears throat> it was like during the time when um like it was like during the time when um Lord of the Rings was huge, right? Um, Lord of the Rings was going on. I think maybe Witcher was starting to come around. And so you have all these like fantasy stories and I I don't know necessarily want to say like typical fantasy stories, but like they all had like a hero, you know? And so he wanted, Simon wanted to do something a little different. Right. And so we get our main character hum here and he is everything but a hero as you find out, as you get through this story. Right. But when, when you first get into it, you kind of are rooting for this dude, right? Because, you know, he's like, dude, I'm just on this quest. I, I need to to find my wife. But he has really no special abilities. He has a fake leg. Like, look, I think one of his legs is, you don't know why or how it happened, but from his knee down, he has like a, this boot. And it's like, he has like some compartments in it, which I thought was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. He's like keeping all those, the secret stuff in his boot. Yeah. And, um, he does have a horse who is pretty rad. Um, it's not a unicorn. It's a pentacorn. Cause he has like five horns and his horse is probably my favorite out of the whole story. <laughs> I love it. Every time the horse goes into like a town or something and someone's talking about it and they're like, man, that horse has the worst mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It just swears like crazy. Yeah, dude. It's so funny. <laughs> Seems like he has a terrible temper. Yeah. So, you, you know, you find out as you're going, like, this guy, he has, he basically, he doesn't have any ability by himself. Like, he's not a, a hero, you know, by any means, as you would see it, like a traditional hero in a story. So, he's trying to figure out how he's going to even save his wife from these bandits or whoever they were captured by. And you find out there's still, if you, they have this substance um, in the world called acker, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you can drink it, or I've seen them, I think they've injected it before. Like, I think he injects it in his horse at a certain time, and it just gives them like crazy super strength. I don't know what else it does, but it gives them like some, some, it looks like it's almost like some powers, right? Yeah. Which is definitely when he gives his horse that stuff is my favorite. Oh yeah, the panel is so rad. I could have that print hanging up in my room for yeah, sure. Yeah, I I did enjoy that for sure. So you kind of find out that's what he's kind of on the search for because he needs this to be able to um, 
to save his wife. Yeah. And uh, so on his journey, he runs into a mermaid who seems like she's some sort of, I don't know, ruler of her own faction or kingdom or something like that, you know? And she has promised him that she knows a way to get his wife back. Yeah. And it seems like what he needs is a lot of this Acker stuff uh, in order to get, in order for it to work, whatever her plan is, which we're never really told what her plan is, but we just know. And so he goes to a town called, is it Ridgetown? I think it's Ridgetown. Yep. And he meets the queen there and he finds out some gnarly stuff about that town. Yeah. So dude, and I had some questions about this. All right, give me give me your questions. So when he's there, you know, he finds out that they still have like a apparently they they have like a dungeon full of this acker stuff and he's like, "Okay, so I got to rob it." And one night he's able to get in there and finds out that there's an elf. Yeah. And the elf is how how acker's made. So they like drain him and then he heals cuz he's an elf apparently. Uh, they just heal up, and uh, he's looking pretty grim. But my question is... He is looking pretty grim. <laughs> my question is, if magic all died, how's that elf still alive? I know, yeah. It did make me question, how do they have, like, the the lone living elf? Like, it, who knows? And, uh, like, yeah, it's weird, because other people throughout the world also have Acker, too. So how are they getting it? Yeah. So there's a lot of questions that I had for sure. Yeah, and then you find out from that the girl that uh, Hum meets on the way that it's not even a secret that they have an elf. She's like, "Yeah, we all know that they have an elf." Yeah. I'm so like, this what is- this town seems like it's um, you know, it has that huge. Just to go back to on the very top of this town is like a huge cannon that they use to deter who, anybody that's going to come and steal this stuff. So a lot of people I'm assuming are in the area know what's there besides hum. And so he stumbles across this uh, elf and he's like, dude, there's my ticket to give to this mermaid lady. I can't even remember her name so I can save my wife. And so you quickly w- realize that hum turns into this. Um, he's almost like a jerk <laughs> straight up. I know that you are not the biggest fan of Hum. I'm not at all. He is like, as the story goes too, and when you finally get to the end, like, and you look back, you realize how big of a selfish jerk he is in my eyes, at least. No, I know. I mean, when I first read it, I was like, okay, he's not the coolest dude. He's got some issues. And then when I had talked to you the other night about it and you were mentioning this, I was like thinking about it and I was like, yeah, he is just a straight up jerk. Yeah. Like a bum jerk. And I... (laughs) At first, you don't get that, you know? You just think he's he's down because his wife is kidnapped. And so he just, you know, doesn't really... He's just doing everything he can to get his wife back. But then once you get to, the, like, the end of um, Chapter 3 and the end, of the end of Chapter 4, you start realizing, you know, like, dude, this guy's just a selfish jerk, man. And he's mean to everybody. Yeah, big time. And he's playing everybody. Like, mm-hmm. he's only into it for selfish motives, like almost everything. Yeah. Yeah. So he um, he tries stealing um, some uh, acker from this uh, elf, right? And it doesn't go his way. He gets booted out of the city. Um, okay. But really quick, what? how does he get caught? Does the elf start yelling? Yeah. The elf starts going nuts, saying intruder, intruder. And so the guards come down there. And the only way he survived is because his pentacorn 
is so crazy. They were going to chop this dude's head off and his pentacorn started going nuts and no one can control him. And yeah. so he told the the queen like, hey, I will tell my pentacorn to knock it off if you let me go. And they're like, deal. And so they send him out and um, he stumbles across the, again, another crazy person out there in the world. And it's just some old, like retired wizard with dementia yeah is the best way i think to put it dude and he like as the story progressed with him it seemed like it was more and more obvious just how affected he was yes by his dementia man yeah so i would say the character so you meet the wizard's daughter who is actually a bandit herself right and she was actually pretty cool i really liked her character i yeah. thought the interaction with her and hum was pretty neat because he um she had a different look on the world because hum's look and perspective of the world as it is right now he kind of what do you think of it like he's always just i don't know just trashing it yeah he's trashing it and he is kind of like saying over and over again like nothing changes you know different but the same different but the same sort of thing and uh it seems like he's just completely checked out and he just wants to go live in a cabin in, in isolation you know yeah, he doesn't like want to it's like he doesn't care about anybody else, no. no matter who he hurts or what he does to anybody. All all he cares about is, which is understandable on one hand, until you find out that is, you know, until you find out really what's going on with his wife. And then you're like, dude. And he knew about it, too. So I know. it's that really was strange. The most frustrating part. Yes. Especially because. The dude's so crazy. He's literally like lying to himself mm -hmm. in his own journal. Yes. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. That's why. That's exactly why I made those comments about him. And uh, you know, it just seems like, like kind of like what you were saying though. Like it's understandable. Like nothing good is happening to him in this world. Like it makes sense that he'd kind of just want to escape it. So it's hard to fault him on that level. Yeah. But the problem is, is that he meets some characters along the way who are endearing, who do kind of capture your rooting, especially that little girl. Yeah, from Ridge, yeah, yep. Who sticks up for him, too. Yeah. And I love their dialogue. And even the bandit who's like, dude, if Hum would make just like half an effort to meet somebody halfway, maybe the world wouldn't seem so bad to him. Yeah, they kind you of like I mean? put him in his place. Yeah. Um, but he's not a character like by the end of this that you're rooting for one bit. And no. it seems like that's designed. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think it goes along the lines of kind of switching it up from your typical, I guess, like Lord of the Rings style, you know, getting, getting away from that and doing something different, I think is what he wanted to do for sure. Yeah. But anyways, what this bandit is super cool and come to find out she knows all about what's at Ridgetown and her crew wants it right so she kind of like um did you think it's funny that she calls her crew a mob did she yeah she's like it's my mob oh when that when that huge boom was going on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and so she kind of like um i don't know not necessarily tricks him but kind of like um pretty much stops him in his path because he's like no i want to go with you and she's like nope and so she gives his horse like some crazy i think um some scorpion thing that's not edible but she says it is and so it slows him down so she's off to go you know with her huge crew which i thought had a couple pretty bad splash pages there's this huge like giant like pulling this like almost like city on wheels and they're gonna go try to take over this city with this big old cannon on top 
Yeah. So I, th- I really thought that whole interaction was really neat. And um, there's like moments in this book that 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 keep you going. Yeah. But overall, it just kind of felt a little flat to me. Like there was it was just kind of a glum world outside of some brief moments in time of characters and their interactions with home where you're like, okay, this is kind of cool, especially the interaction with this bandit girl Yeah, where she's just, she's obviously super intelligent. She's quick. She's smart. She's uh, adapted to this world in a, in a way where she hasn't lost her ability to see people, but also sees the world the way that it is. Cause like, you know, that one time, what does she say where she's like, She's throwing the other people under the bus. She's like, yeah, they, they couldn't see you, uh, but I'm not like them. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I, I could see people as people and we don't all need to hate each other just because we're different sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, so, I, you know, there's just so you're like, OK, this she's cool. Yeah. But then she kind of just goes away and hums never cool, except for the <laughs> like at first, like you're saying. Yeah. Like it did. It did uh, stick in me, though, that he's trying to get his wife. And I was like, okay, I can root for this. I'm down for this. Like find your wife. But then the flip there is like, geez, hum. Like you've been lying to everybody. You're lying to yourself. Your wife is alive. She's just, what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So we end up finding out right after this interaction, cause they go to, there's this huge battle, right? And uh hum ends up getting there and all of a sudden his wife shows up out of nowhere and turns out his wife is a pretty, the bad chick she's riding on this beast and she runs through there and just like pretty much stops the whole battle and just like starts wiping everybody out right so they they leave and they retreat and you find out his wife is this just rad yeah dude uh just really quick so he has a ring that'll light up when his oh, wife is nearby yeah, yeah 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 and the city is getting like torn apart and then all of a sudden his ring lights up and he tells him, he's like, ah, oh, you don't need to worry anymore. Yeah. It's like no big knows. deal to him. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. It's crazy. And so his wife is this, this rad warrior, you know, she shows up and that's at the end of chapter three. And then the beginning of chapter four is when you get this, like, almost like this poem that hum is like telling of, I want to say the, the quench. I don't know. Yeah. So when I got there, dude, I had the hardest time wanting to read it. Me, like, so did being I. Honest, I'm being yeah. I did it, and well. so I kind of like sped read it because I just wasn't interested. It, it felt too hoity-toity to me, almost like with all the rhyming and everything. It was just like, all right. E- even the girl that he was telling that to, she was like kind of poking fun out of him with the rhymes. <laughs> uh huh. I mean, this is so you you find out that like his wife like was never captured by these bandits which he stated which i thought was weird so it almost goes back to exactly what you said like he's almost lying to himself because he's selfish and just he just wants to take his wife and leave and not care about anybody else on this planet even though the planet is in this post-apocalyptic like quench she still really wants to help people where and he doesn't he just wants just them two and they can be alone and who cares about everybody else attitude you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and she's she's an interesting character uh just when she's her normal self she's she's kind of his boss you know like she doesn't really listen to him kind of does her own thing uh 
So it was kind of fascinating. Their whole relationship seemed weird to me. Yeah. And so before we keep going, like, what would you say is going on with his wife? Like, so half the time she's his normal, I like hero-esque kind of like wife. But then the other half of the time she turns into this like, like almost like berserker mode, right? Where she kind of goes. like the Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Kind of just goes crazy, right? Yeah. Dude, when she turns though, when... You see that side of her? Yeah. That was nuts. Yep. I mean, dude, look at that. Yeah, she turns into something I don't think you would... When she's normal, she's pretty bad. I couldn't imagine her when she's all berserkered out or whatever they call it in here. I can't remember. I think it is like berserker or something. Yeah, they say a berserker running about doing good deeds. And um, anyway, so one of the crazy things too... Well. I don't really know. To answer your question, I'm not really sure, like, how it was going on that this happened to her. Or is it, like, did um, she get cursed with that, you know? like Yeah, it seems like she's probably some sort of curse or something. And that it has something to do with those, uh, what are they called, witchers? The withlords. Withlords, uh, who they assume have all died, but they find out one's still living. And so she loses her mind and she wants to go kill it. Yeah. And it's crazy because here we go. We see his selfishness again. Like he just is trying to want to tell. Yeah, no, he's just trying to leave the city. They're, you know, trying to get out, just be with her. And as they're on there, like leaving this town, there's all and it happens so fast. Right. There's like these three or four things that happen. And she's like, oh, I have to go help here. Oh, I have to go do this. Oh, I have to go do that. And he's just kind of like sitting there like. (sighs) like just frustrated with her, you know, like, come on, like, no. And so you see his selfishness is just like, I I don't know where he does, you know, he's total opposite of his wife. Mm -hmm. It seems like he's doing all of it just so that he can be better, live, live a little bit more peacefully by himself with his wife. Like he's not thinking about her or other people one bit. Yeah, no, not at all. And so you you get towards the end of uh, this volume, right? And um, they go, they're actually back talking to this mermaid lady. And um, that's where the kind of the beans get spilt of um, that there's possibly a a wick lord still alive. And so she knows that they're evil. They're the ones who I think had to, um, had a lot to do with the quench, right? So she wants to go and fight them head on. And he's like, no, 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 I don't. So she's like, no, we're going. And so as she's getting her stuff ready, you, you see that, lo and behold, he pulled another fast one. And, dude, he went and chopped off the head of the elf and brought it to the mermaid chick to give her enough acker to be able to change his wife or get rid of her curse or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, dude. I wasn't expecting to see that either. That so, was a surprise. Again, like to me, now that you know more of the story and you get into it, that city had that acker, right? And maybe was maybe was keeping that elf alive to keep it, uh, you know, and guarding it away from that with lord, if that's what he is, you know. And he just stole it, and um, it's, yeah, I don't know, man. It was just wild. So even the mermaid lady who who wants the acker to be able to do this thing for him, she's like, what have you done? Yeah. And so it feels like what's going to end up happening is that, uh, well, I have a lot of ideas about where this story is going. Um, but it does seem like he's going to be chased on two fronts now. 
he's going to have Ridgetown looking for him and just anybody else who knows what he's done. Yeah. And now that they're going after the With Lord and that crew, he's going to... He's got a lot of dilemmas going on in his life. And I'm sure once his, if once his wife finds out what he's doing, I'm sure she's not going to be super happy with him either. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, 100%, because yeah. that's not her, how she is, he her personality. Yeah, he hasn't even asked her, hey, if we could find a way to change you, would you be interested? Yeah, like, nothing. that thought hasn't crossed his no. mind? I mean... And, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it starts out, and you root for this dude. You're like, dude, heck yeah, you know, you got to find your wife. You have no magic power, but you're still going to do your best. And then you find out, like, at the end where that he's just uh, lying, like, conniving, like, I don't know. Yeah. He does have some skill, though. Like, he is pretty skilled at, like, hand-to-hands, and he's pretty clever. He is he's clever. He's pretty yep. smart. Yeah, he is. Um, but, you know, just here's my thoughts of, of where this story seems like the picture it's kind of painting for us going forward. It's going to end up be, it's still going to be a story about love and a hero, but it's going to be the fact that he's confronted with, this is just my guess. I have no idea. I haven't read anything. Yeah, yeah. This isn't going to work for him. The actor is not going to change her. And so he needs, it seems like what's going to happen is that he needs to sort of either make a decision or come to terms with loving somebody whom he can't change and a world in, in which he can't escape from. Mm-hmm. Hmm. What do you think? I like the way you put that. No, it makes sense. I think she's going to be fired up at him. And um, because she obviously has a passion to help people and still live in this world and make the best of it, even though it's completely change from what it was and he's just kind of like i just want to say see you later to everybody and just you and i and not care about anybody in this world kind of attitude she doesn't even like give him the time of day when he's saying that stuff no she's she's just not interested in it yeah um and so it's almost like he's gonna use that whatever he's trying to do to benefit himself to get her to not you know be the way she is almost yeah i don't know Yeah, no, I agree. But, I mean, what do you think overall, man? Coda Volume 1. You know, I think you and I were talking about it, and you mentioned a lot of people were kind of comparing it to, like, Seven to Eternity. And I liked Seven to Eternity a lot more than I liked this. Me, personally. That's what a lot of people were saying. That's That's what they were saying. Is it? Yeah, then that's my personal opinion. I mean... Um, and, and I really like fantasy stuff, you know, um, but this one, I, I, I like seven to eternity a lot better. If I would have to give this my personal rating, I'm going to give it, um, probably a three out of five for the story and a three and a half out of five for the, for the art. Cause there are a couple panels where I'm just like, I thought the art was rad. Like that one you showed me of him on his horse and a couple other big splash pages. But then there's some panels that are just like. Even even when I stared at them, I had a hard time really understanding what was going yeah, on. Yeah, they're just, um, I don't know what the, just too chaotic for me. The Just a, way too much going on for me, I thought. Um, I mean, but it's a huge world. And so I'm not saying yeah. it's it's bad. It just, you know, wasn't my, uh, my cup of tea. So for me, I'm going to give it a six and a half out of ten. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Right on, dude. I mean, you? would you would you would you recommend it to somebody? Like, if you were gonna do a Dino sort of reason, someone might like it. Reason someone might not like it. Like, what would you say a reason somebody might like this one? Definitely, if you're into fantasy, you check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, 
especially because it plays with the fantasy tropes. Like it's a little interesting. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, and like, like you mentioned too earlier, um, there's parts of this story that are just really, really good. You know, like some interactions with some characters that you're like, dude, I love this. And then there's other parts that are just kind of like, at least for me, mm-hmm. weren't, you know, I don't know, weren't as good. Yep. I agree. And then um, it's not your typical fantasy story. So, like, if if you're expecting your typical hero guy, you know, going in, you, you might not enjoy it as much, which maybe that's why, you know, maybe I expected it to be like that. I'm not 100% sure. But, um, yeah, that's just that, that's just what I think. What about you? Yeah, dude, I, I pretty much more or less agree with you. Um, I wasn't really thinking about breaking it down in, in terms of writing and art. Uh, I kind of was just thinking overall that I'd probably give it about a six. Um, if I was going to break it down, I guess it'd just be a three and a three then. Um, it started off pretty strong for me. Like you said, like I, I was like, okay, I could get behind this guy. Like he wants to find his wife. Like it it felt really cool. Uh, but then it tried to, it felt like it was trying to be too anti typical, you know, uh, fantasy tropes. Like it wanted to be too different from Lord of the Rings. It was like too upset about it. Like, there's got to be something at least a little compelling about the main character for me to be that interested in it. Like, and there's just nothing about this guy. <laughs> yeah. I like agree. zero things. And even like the bandit was the most compelling character. Yeah. And you don't get to I spend a lot of time with her. Yeah. And, and w- another reason I'd kind of knock the writing is just some of it's unclear still. Like, you know, like there's just so much, so much that kind of goes by without really being explained that I felt a little lost sometimes. And with the art, I would say it's kind of the same thing. Like, there's some really good moments, dude. And then a lot of times I just kind of felt a little lost in the details. Like, what's happening here? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I'd say overall, that's kind of how I left the book was just a little like, man, there was some cool stuff here. Didn't really feel like it hit the nail on the head for me, though, like Seven to Eternity did earlier. Yeah, yeah. And I would kind of agree with you. I think, you know, if you're into fantasy, check it out. Uh, If you're into some character work still, too, I think there's some cool characters here. Uh, And, you know, Matthias Bagara's art is, you know, super fascinating and uh, well done. And some of these panels, like you said, are super cool. The coloring's fantastic. Yeah. Um, Yeah, the coloring is really, really good. Yeah, but I think, you know, a reason you may not want to pick it up is it's a little confusing. Yeah. And, you know, it's not super clear. And, you know, it's not really one where I felt like, you know, you read the first volume and if for some reason you can't find the second or third, you're still in for a good, cool story. Like, dude, without the two or three, like, I wouldn't tell you to pick up volume one of this. Yeah. Know? No, I agree. So, but altogether, I guess that's a 12.5 for Comic Book Lair. Yeah, buddy. But did you... uh I mean, were you let down? Did you? Because I know we were kind of stoked to get into this. I was a little let down, you know, honestly, because, you know, you you were getting me hyped on getting into a good fantasy, you know, world. And then I started reading Seven to Eternity and really loved that whole world and that story. And so I was pretty stoked to get into this one. And um, I know I knew little to nothing about it before I I read this. The only thing I knew about it, because you pointed it out to me, is like, I think Jeff Lemire was like stoked on this. For I think he made a comment when it first came out or something like. Mm, yeah, I think you're right. I did see that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to have to, you know, get into this for sure. And so... Um, Maybe I just had too high expectations for that, which I normally don't, you know, but um, 
I mean, overall, it, it was it was just okay for me. I just don't know what what Simon Spurrier is trying to do here. Like, I understand he's trying to to play with those fantasy ideas, but what exactly is he trying to say? Like, I don't know yet, you know? Yeah. So I do have volume two and three. I'll, I'll probably keep going. I mean, I got them. So. Yeah, you definitely have to now. Well, keep me posted because if it um, opens up and it, um, I just want to know how that interaction with him and his wife goes because I'm sure she's going to find out sooner or later. So I'll have to, you have to keep us posted. Yeah, I will. It's going to be interesting to see how she loves him when we get to kind of see that. Like, yeah, when she sees how her it truly side is. of the relationship. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Well, good, dude. Well, I was glad we got to get into that one, man. Me too, bro. Even though it wasn't my favorite read, I'm still glad we did it. And, yeah. uh, you know, there are some standout, some cool stuff about it that I think um, made it well worth it. Yeah, no, for sure. And, you know, there'll be some stuff we come across that uh, we're not going to love 100%, and that's okay. But um, it still had really cool spots in it, for sure. Cool, man. Well, what's got your attention for next week, man? Dude, there's some cool stuff coming out of next week, man. Um, I think... There's a couple Marvel books coming out next week that are kind of on my radar. Um, Gambit. Marvel on your radar. Yeah. It's so like a- Gambit number one's coming out. And I don't know why, but growing up, I was I loved Gambit. I thought he was rad. Dude, so did I. But if you listen to anybody talk about Gambit now that's our age, they all freaking hate Gambit. I know. And it's weird. It's like people who love Boba Fett. Like, I never understood the fascination for Boba Fett. Like, he was not in the movies that often. And he was, I, I don't know why everybody was so stoked on him. Anyways, I so I might check that out. Also, um, Al Ewing is uh, writing uh, Ant-Man issue one comes out. Uh, looks really cool. So um, something a little different, you know, um, one of the one of the big twos. And um, get back into a little bit of Marvel, I think. So I'm looking forward to those. Um, uh, Righteous Thirst uh, 10 comes out next week as well and uh, public domain two that one i think is another one i think is on my uh top reads for next week heck yeah dude because i love the first one both of those yeah both of those are ones i'm really excited about getting yeah dude and then um another one i know i'm kind of behind i need to catch up but um magic order uh three issue one is coming out uh from mark miller i think it changed artist um, oh yeah so every volume so far has had a different artist has it yeah and so um that could be cool what about you what are you looking forward to next week dude the one i'm i'm kind of stoked for is one dark night kind of uh comes back with its finale so oh yeah from volume jacques. of from jacques yeah uh, something is killing the children 25 and naughty list four my man those are all ones i'm stoked about and in terms of hardcovers or trades that are coming out that i think uh i'm excited about I actually own the singles of this, and they're freaking super cool. Uh, Animal Castles hardcover comes out. Yeah, a good chance to get into to, that story. Yeah, I always wanted to check that out, and so I might have to pick up uh, the the trade. Yeah, man, it's it might be a little expensive because it's hardcover, but uh, everything I've read about it, you know, super cool. So yeah, stoked to get into it. But that's it for me in terms of what's coming out next week, dude. Well, nice, dude. Another good week to be a comic book fan, that's for sure. Dude, every week, man. So awesome. 
they're just pumping these things out, dude. And they're all, there's just so many good things to read, dude. I mean, if you looked at the size of what I'm going to be reading for next week's show. I know. That's impressive, dude. Uh, that is impressive. I, I wish I had more time and um, a bigger budget for the for buying comics uh, because there's a lot to read, man, for sure. Cool, brother. Well, what do we got going on next week here at the CBL, man? Dude, next week? Not that we haven't already mentioned it like 10 I times. I know. We're going to be doing what we do. Let's officially <laughs> announce what we're doing. <laughs> we're going to be doing what we do best, and we're going to be catching up on our stack and just hanging in the lair and um, chatting books and uh, hopefully maybe chatting a little paper girls if we can get it in. I know you um, stay up very, very late, um, which I, I usually don't, it. but I'm going to try to watch it. So maybe we can uh, chat about that um, next week's show. Dude, I'll be blowing up your phone, making sure you're awake. <laughs> Dude, I'm. It's tough for me to stay up late. I'll do my best. I know. I'm stoked for Paper Girls, dude. I I just hope it doesn't. Um, you know, it's not so much for my sake. I hope that it doesn't kind of like let me down. I'm just really hopeful for Brian K. Vaughn, and here's why. I loved Why the Last Man, and I thought the show was okay. Uh, but it got canceled right away. You know. Yeah. And uh, I just want I just want Brian to have a show that. Everybody it loves. Succeeds. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I, I mean, think about it. Like, everybody's pumped on Stranger Things. It's kind of like similar, you know, time period. It might it might yeah. just take off. So I hope I hope for his sake it does good. Gets renewed. He gets he gets to tell his story and on film from beginning to end for yeah. the first time. And I've been telling people about it. So People that yeah, usually man. don't read comics, I've been telling them to, you know, there's a new uh, series coming out to check out. And so hopefully yeah. they love it. You got anything in your stack you're looking forward to chatting about next week? Oh, yeah. Um, I got a few. Um, definitely want to chat 8 Billion Genies with you, issue three. Yeah. That one would be a fun one to talk about. Calculated Man, issue number two came out. Dude, yes. Super Jack stoked Beans. on Jack Beans. Um, Scott Snyder has a new one called Dark Spaces, uh, Wildfire. Yeah. Pretty pumped to get into that. Um, I'm going to be reading some Batman. And um, yeah, man, that's uh, just a few. What about you, buddy? Dude. I'm so stoked to get into 8 billion. I'm probably going to read it the second we say goodbye here. Uh, but the the one I'm really excited about, I know you haven't got to read it yet. I do have issue one for you. So if you ever find issue two, go ahead and pick it up. But the Lonesome Hunters mm. number two. Mm-hmm. I seen uh, that in my shop. Yeah. I actually picked up Above Snakes. I know we you had chatted about that, but I'm excited to read it. Maybe I'll yeah. Share, yeah. share with you. And dude, I picked up Zadarsky's Daredevil number one. Oh, yeah. There you go. So kind of stoked to to check that one out. Uh, do a power bomb number two. Nice, very nice. And dude, I heard a lot of good stuff about this one, dude, by Sabella uh, through Oni Press called Blink. Oh, nice! That one looks rad. I haven't even seen that one. So kind of kind of stoked to to check that one out. Uh, definitely calculated man. I got the Ward two finally. Yep. So stoked about that. Uh, yeah, man. So. There's a lot to uh, a lot to dive into on on next week's hanging, dude. We might have to go double up. Well, yeah, buddy. I love the hanging in the layer, dude. Those are some just fun episodes that we can just chill and um, chat about all kinds of good stuff. So I'm stoked. Looking forward to next week, man. Yeah, man. Me too. Uh, one of the cool things we've got going on is we've you know teamed up with Coffee and a Comic, 
uh, where if you go and, you know, any of these books sound interesting to you and you want to pick them up, head over to coffeeandacomic.com and in the coupon code or discount section of checkout, enter the coupon code comic book layer in all caps. And dude, you're going to say, they're going to say 15%, dude. Dude. Killer deal. Um, he's going to take care of you. I know he's got a, also a, a brick and mortar shop. Um, I think it's open, isn't it? Or is it about to be open? Not yet. It's about to. Have you been seeing the pictures of it though, dude? dude it looks so cool. I, I seen him putting up stuff in the windows. And I, every time I see it, did I you see the window so, art? Yes, I just get Where so Batman stoked for him. Drinking a coffee dude. and Dare to, or, and Deadpool was drinking it. I was like, dude, yes. Yeah, I just get so stoked for him. I bet you he's super excited to get it up and running and open. So um, be on the lookout for that if you're in that area. Yeah, yeah he's just such a cool dude. Uh, I, that's where I got my pool set up and where I get all my books. So. Check it out. You get a coffee with every order, too. Uh, I just made some for this episode, actually. Uh, Critical Role by Coffee and Capes. And um, he's just a cool dude. He's in our Discord. And he's, you know, Frank's a dude who's helping us out, answering some of these questions. Yeah, he knows a lot. We may or may not know. Yeah. So super, super fun, uh, super cool dude, well-deserving of our support. But not, you know, you don't go there just to support the guy. He's got a great shop, and you're going to get a, a good delivery. So Yeah, 100%. Win, 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 as Michael Scott likes to say. <laughs> win, win, win. <laughs> right on, dude. Well, how can people keep up with us and what we're doing, man? Yeah, definitely do us a favor and subscribe to our show. We'd really appreciate that. Um, another thing you can do that would really help us out is go ahead and leave us a review on there. Uh, we love to hear what you think. And um, head on over to our Discord. That's where we got a lot of conversations going about all kinds of books, shows, everything that we're reading, getting into. Leave us some recommendations. We definitely love to hear what you're reading. And then you can head on over to our Instagram, and uh, it's at uh, the Comic Book Lair. And um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you and chat with you. And um, anyways, keep reading comics. Cowabunga, nerds. Cowabunga, nerds.